When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week of This Life is brought to you by Alliant University School of Psychology and Hydrolite. Hey, this is Dr. Drew and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get grandma out of the spare room and gather around the iPhone for another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and me, Bob Forrest. And this week, we're joined by Theo Von. Theo, we, he's an artiste. we got to sort of, <laughs> sort of let this stuff sort of unfold on you its gotta own. you got to be excited to be on a podcast. No, he seems fired up. He seems kind of like kind of like an Irish kind of younger share a little bit. Share? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this past I weekend. I like that. Thanks, Bob. So your podcast. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah, this tell, past weekend. Tell him about it. There, the, there's a weird popping on his microphone. Can he pull it away from his face or something? Yep. There, there, we go. there you go. Way there better. Go. Yeah, this past weekend I just shared this past weekend I just share like things that are going on in my life, stories from growing up, and then offer basic life suggestions to struggling males, uh black males, white males, others. Um, Viets, anybody, anybody that's having issues. Transgender males. Yeah, transgenders. Yeah. We haven't anybody. Had, I don't think we've had any calls yet, but I haven't checked this week. Anything, anything identifies as a male. Yep, anything that identifies as a male. You know, so <laughs> yeah, anything that identifies as a male, even if just going through the afternoon, there's a lady who's just you know walking by a Dick Sporting Goods and she wants to call in. <laughs> She's welcome. And, and your partner is that is that a different podcast? Yeah, this is a different podcast. Yeah. This past weekend is uh is just my own personal podcast. Yeah, that's what I thought. Did you, did you start it recently? Or? Yeah. Just started oh, good it. for you. Congratulations. Thank you, man. It's been a hoot. Are you still doing the other one? Yeah, we still have Allegedly with uh, Matthew Cole Weiss. That's the one yeah. that you came with. Yeah, we, he does it over at the comedy store. So you got to show up at the comedy oh, store really? in the basement somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, they used to do abortions down there, Bob. Oh, really? So Mitzi you, was doing them? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Now you, now you just have allegedly down there. <laughs> yeah, now it's just a bad podcast down there. Yeah. Is um, there still a drug program at, at the comedy store? Yeah, they still have an AA meeting, I think, yeah, at yeah. noon or one, maybe. Well, and then they one. had a house when there was so many, in the 80s, when there were so much drugs and comedians and problems and John Belushi. Mitzi got a house where they could all kind of live to be away from the bad influences, right up from you, the comedy Speaking store. of comedy comedians and Mitzi and John Belushi, do you know I had a fight with Yamaguchi, the coroner that did Belushi's autopsy, that insisted he was not an addict? Really? I couldn't believe it. 
That's I how naive physicians are. I saw him are. drink. He was definitely an alcoholic. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, oh, he's just playing around with drugs, and he just took a hot shot, got the wrong thing. You know, it's like, hot what? shot? What? What? what is a hot shot? I've it's always like wanted o- to get one. Overdose. Like, <laughs> too much. It's too much. Yeah. too much. You only get one. Yeah, you only get one, I guess. Well, but... now with Narcan, you can just... No, there was an idea that really? somehow yeah. drug dealers were trying to kill Wait, hold people. Hold on, Theo's interested in this. What? What do you mean? You can overdose and come right back? Yeah, with the, the you, I, I was thinking today I'm going to start carrying uh, Narcan around in my pocket. Yeah, you I have one in my now. car. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because you just, I could just, I'm gonna sell it on I the porch at the comedy life. store. I'm gonna sell prob- it on the porch at the comedy store. No, but store. the problem is, as the addict themselves overdosing, you can't shoot yourself up with the thing that's going to keep you from dying. So somebody else needs to be there. So you need Which, an assistant. You need a personal assistant. Well, in the old days, an we used to all nurse. use together. <laughs> See, the, you need a fluffer kind of, but for well, death. you used to use with yeah. other people, and now kids don't. They use by themselves to drown their sorrows or whatever. It's not a celebration party. That's what I did, man, when I was partying. I'd be in the house by yourself doing cocaine alone. Wow, brother. you're part of the the new movement. Oh, is that is that how they do it? Yeah. Now? Well, yeah. cocaine's always been eventually a loner. Oh yeah. You eventually you start with people, but you pull in and then go by yourself. Well, there yeah. are certain yeah. routes of administration with cocaine that are definitely solamento. Boofing. Have you seen that? If you're shooting or smoking, yeah, it, smoking you're it. usually alone. Well, they got boofing now. It's this thing called boofing where kids are, and I say kids, but not like seven and eight year olds. I mean, yeah. You know, people that are able enough to buy cocaine, so probably at least 16. <laughs> and they like put it into a straw and then blow it into the person's buttocks. Have you seen this? Yes. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. That, that's been going on for many years. Oh, weeks. has it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> there's another thing that social media does with millennials. Anything they do, it seems like they invented. And there's very few things in relation to drugs or sex that I haven't known the, about. That, that old, drug, that old <laughs> yeah. drug addict doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, though. And like, oh, we used to do that in the 80s. You didn't talk about it. You didn't put it on your Facebook uh, page. <laughs> you know, you, they can't, you can't teach an old Bob new track marks. <laughs> oh, that's you true. Know? How old are you? I'm 37, man. Oh, Adult you look male. so young. Oh, thank you, yeah, huh? I was so, thinking you were 28, 29. So tell me the story. You came from the South. Yeah, I came from the South. I grew up in uh, just a small town in uh, Louisiana. Like in the True Detective movie? <clears throat> no, a little bit more employment than True Detective. So just a few more jobs, you know. But our main, our main, I grew up in turpentine country. It was like a turpentine was like the big business, and um, refinery or something. Just that we had it and we were selling it. Um, turpentine, yeah. Somebody's got to make it, dude. Back when tine was king, you try to get paint off something, dude. <laughs> tine was king. You can sit there all day, bro. Let's replace time. Has China invented a new time? The paint's put, different. The put paint's different. Yeah. I think Latinos are just faster than the actual <laughs> turpentine. Also, you can't use oil in the paints anymore because of the, the environmental stuff. Yeah, too many rules and regulations. So dude. the whole turpentine industry just bottom fell out? Yeah. Oh jeez! And so that way we were so actually you turned to comedy. <laughs> well, this was prior to my birth. This is just the environment. Oh, okay. And we were the, one of the only when they had um the when they had um like a huge, what's it called when people have to hide because there's a disease? There's a disease and people quarantine outbreak when they had quarantine. a quarantine when they had a big uh, yellow fever epidemic in the in in the really? south in the south. That's crazy. The only two towns that were quarantined were Atlanta and the town that I'm from. Oh wow! So then it became like a hotbed for like. People People trying to stay healthy, you know? Wow. So there were like fights of people like with yellow fever trying to get in town and people killing them on the outskirts of town. This is what? 1890s or something. Yeah, I mean, this was before I was born, but I'm just setting the groundwork for you, Where are you from? Yeah. So then, yeah, I grew up there. A lot of water? Yeah, a lot of water, mosquitoes, you know? 
stray animal belt, a lot of strays, you know, a lot of animals passing through. Did you eat them? Um, I've eaten some things. I never ate dove before. You ever had dove? No. No. Yeah, I don't eat dove. Um, <laughs> Everything else, fine. I've had other stuff. Raccoon? I've had, no, I've had, I hate to do say it, I've had guinea pig, though. Guinea and I've pig? had pony. I've had pony. Pony? Um, yeah. Why not just a horse? Why kill the pony? <laughs> Look, dude, you want to argue with the chef or you want to eat? So, I mean, alligator? Oh, yeah, alligator. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. You know, but I never had dove. A couple of brothers were always cooking up doves by me. And, Do you have uh, many brothers? Did you have brothers yourself? Have siblings? No, just black guys, local no, blacks. I understand, but do you oh. have siblings? Yeah, yeah. I had an older brother, and I have two younger sisters. So my father was 70 when I was born. My dad was an old man. He was born in 1910. So that's how I knew about the turpentine. Your dad was 70 when you were born? Yeah, my dad was that's, born in 1910. See, this stuff's another thing. It's been going on for decades Old men having, old old having, having kids. Yeah. yeah, but old men with money. Like, my father didn't have any money. Well, like, I'm, imagine I, that. I still qualify in that category. <laughs> okay. I'm still looking forward to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not you... turpentine dealer poor, but I'm somewhere down there. <laughs> Dude, time was king for a while, bro. Really? Yeah, you show up with Could a couple gallons of time to a party. It's Would all. you huff it? Oh, I don't know what they were. I'm, I'm sure they were huffing. Yeah. I mean, they'd huff anything, you know? So so your dad's old. Your, dad's you have, old. Your, you have an older, younger How, sisters? Yeah, two younger sisters. So you had two more kids. After 70. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you sure he wasn't from Hollywood? I did. I wish he would have been. <laughs> and so my how, mother, like, who, who makes love like to That's like Tony Randall level. Man. How old was your mom? My mother was 32 when I was born. And, and so, oh, she was fertile late. 38-year difference. Ooh. And, and so... How was that family system? That's How was Louisiana, that Drew. I'm just listening. I don't even know. The family system was not good. I mean, it was... Is there native blood in you? Obviously. Yeah, I'm a little bit Cherokee, I yeah, think. Yeah, there you go. You know, and I'm Polish-Nicaraguan. Uh, Whoa. Of course he is. <laughs> so Just thinking that. You did the DNA test or yet? No, my father's from Nicaragua. My mother uh Well, you don't know. You got to do the ancestry DNA. Oh, yeah, I'll spit in that thing. I'm going to get it. You got to get it. Yeah. I'm waiting and waiting. You know they're so backed up and yeah. it's months behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's I'm going to find out on something else. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you'll find that out. But I just did I just did the genetic testing for diseases, too. You can get that for the same price. But did you do it here at home? I feel like you could just do it in your garage. Did you do it to yourself? I didn't do it to myself. I had to send it out. <laughs> Something called color.com I use it, and they, you know, it turns out I have a genetic mutation. I have to have more rigorous screening for colon cancer now. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And my kids are going to start, have to start too. So it's a big deal when you, now the way we can test this stuff. And is that, could you, was that the same way you could test the ancestry stuff? The same exact way? Same spit in the cup, but different organization. What? And, and they do it so for So what if man. it turns out that yeah. you're not Nicaraguan? What would you, what would that feeling be? Because mm. Nicaragua in, in, it's a very rich culture, and it's very Daniel Ortega. Yeah. You know, it's something to be proud of being from Nicaragua. Yeah. Right? What if it turns out you're from, like, Paraguay? <laughs> I mean, I'd probably be a little bit less of a boxing fan, maybe. <laughs> and that'd probably be it, you know? Really? Yeah. I don't think I would really care that much. Drew, were you around for the Nicaraguan protests in the 80s? Oh, sure. Yeah, where yeah, were yeah. you? He was he was an activist. He was no, I was an activist, but I was sympath- a sympathizer. But I, I couldn't make sense of all that. Let's I, just that analyze was the 70s, Drew. Really, you want to analyze Drew for a second? Oh, oh dude, he wanders into a radio station, just starts hanging out when he's like twenty four years old. That's yeah, true. I've heard about it. That's true, right? Yeah, he told me the story. That's a seeker. That's a man who's seeking something. What am I seeking? That's it's a also rebel. Called... That's an outsider. It, well, it's you know loiterer. what? I remember. It's a loiterer. First of all, <laughs> but, illegal. But, but what's interesting is you're onto something there because what I was 
Seeking was sort of a social group that, that was on the outside. I, I liked being around that. It was fun. It was interesting. It was so What was different. it like at SC? Yeah. At SC? The medical school? Yeah. When you, oh, it's like I was wearing a white coat and a tie all day. Are you kidding? But and wasn't there, there cool guys, cool kids, no. free thinkers down there? No. Like but, it was your opportunity to step out was getting into that radio environment. It just it just gave me a, an outlet. It was like, it was like oh, this is these are interesting people. This is fun. I can help people. What, what a, it was sort of a me ideal. Yeah. Because it was like... Not it was all not me people. You know yeah. what I mean? How people that are until- not me are there. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't I wouldn't want to hang out with myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, How long until your peers started knowing you were doing that? a couple of years. And they got they were jealous at first, right? Did well, you they tell were me pissed. that? They were pissed. pissed. Yeah, pissed. And, and I took some real real heavy hits. They thought uh, you were fancy, I bet. Fancy? I mean they That's thought you were term. Well, they, that was better I was than step, you're all that. I was stepping <laughs> yeah. out. It really, you Peacocking, they called it. <laughs> medical, medical training is extremely militaristic. Yeah, and and the system is military style. Everything's military. Nursing and, and doctors same. And when when a, you know when a private steps out and starts talking publicly, it's like, hey, the general is supposed to do that, right? And no one was doing it, and that was why I was doing it because I thought it was important. Mm. And it, and I wasn't doing it representing anybody. I, I wasn't even using my real name. You know, I, I used, didn't use my last name. I didn't want anybody to know I was doing it. I just thought it was important, and it was fun and different and different. And I was seeking, Bob. I guess you I was were. seeking. He was seeking. That's why we've always bonded. Yeah. I went over there. I was seeking cocaine from the poor man. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of coke. Wow. You know, that, that was a good spot to go. That's why a lot of people liked going on the show. Oh, because he would give them... Well, yeah. Well, there was drugs around. Around. I, oh, I think sure. You were, I think you might have turned a blind eye. I, I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, not a blind eye. I just didn't understand. I yeah. had no oh, really? idea. Well, we were drinking right in the studio the night Fletcher went off. You, you saw him drinking vodka. Yeah, but I didn't think about it. I, 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 by, by the way, I, I was not. Do you know to, about that? Uh-uh. Fletcher took him hostage from Pennywise. Really? Well, that's a different time. Yes, he did, and then he claimed to have a live a grenade in his pocket. Ooh, uh, Corolla should have talked about that. Theo goes on Corolla show all the time too. Okay. Ask him about the time. Ask him about Poo Poo City. Really? Well, was very... Corolla there with the hand grenade? Yeah, yeah. I would think he would beat his ass. It, it, it was it was much more complicated. But but the what's more co- what's complicated? You're from New Orleans. What's complicated what? about two guys fighting and one beating the other one's ass? Is there something complicated? I don't about think that? so. I will tell you. I made love to a woman that had a grenade in the trunk of her car one time in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Actually, oh, that's true. Get around, but but here's the deal. He did eventually to redheaded at the very end. I think it was red. Sorry, go on. After a couple hours of this, we did face him down. Both of us, we faced him down, and he he backed off. Uh, But he'd beaten the crap out of his 300 pound security guard at that point. Mm. Like really. I don't want to get into it. Anyway, the, what Bob is actually talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what Bob was talking about. The He's chaos of love lines Shh. was kind of Bob, a Bob. party. And yeah. Bob, what he's actually talking about was something that happened 10 years prior was where he came in and ate pizza and drank tequila and then vomited all over everybody <laughs> and then chased me around. He's about 6'4", standing mm. over me, sticking his fingers down his throat, vomiting Trying on to top throw of me. On, throw up on him. It's good times. God. It was good times. Yes. Were you scared? Yeah, it got a little weird because he's a scary guy. Sometimes well, he it, can be. And he backed you like me. that band Pennywise. Uh, I don't listen You're a punk to a lot rocker? of music. What do you What do you like? I like um, uh, Creedence Clearwater Band. Oh, I do too. And That's I like Almond like... Brothers. Well, you know, uh, John. What's the Creedence guy? John. Oh, uh, John uh, <sighs> Fogarty. Fogarty. We saw yeah. him at uh, Howard Stern's birthday party, the uh-huh. 60th birthday party. And I thought, John Fogarty, why aren't they bringing him out? He blew wow. the lid off the place. He was by far, in my humble opinion. Because he does yeah. the Creedence songs Ooh. now. He, didn't he wrote everything. Stop. I know, but he, 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 he didn't own them. He didn't? 
he didn't own them, so he didn't play them for decades and decades. Oh. And then the guy who owned them died or something, and some settlement came out, and now he plays them. Oh, my uh, God. It was so it was Can you like imagine exciting? writing songs and not being able to perform them? I don't know if I can or not. It's a crazy thing that yeah. happened to him. I just yeah. can't think of that well about stuff like that. Really? Yeah, just so, like putting myself wait, in a Hey, scenarios. real quick, you want to mention your new record? Oh, I got a record coming out, or the vinyl only. Ooh. It's called Bob and Friends. What's it called, Nate? <laughs> Bob and Friends 2016? Live 2016. Live 2016. See, I don't even know. I just saw it for the first time today. That's awesome, man. You like playing music, huh? Well, I, yeah, as a hobby. Yeah. He was a big rock star in the 80s. Yeah. You got to watch Bob and the Monster. You'll, yeah. you'll learn all about him. It was I've a far it. off land. Yeah. But so I like your attitude, man. You seem like a nice guy. It's fun, but what kind of music? Because when I hear somebody from Louisiana, I hear Cajun music and Irma Thomas and Professor Longhair. Is, was that not what's going on where you? I live? like Christmas carols, really, honestly. <laughs> you don't like New Orleans music? I mean, I like some jazz, but my favorite music is Christmas carols. <laughs> Which one? Huh? Rudolph, Rudolph? Rocking around oh. and a silver bell. <laughs> You love Christmas. I love Christmas. Do you have right? Christmas tree at your house all year long? No, but I'll play Auld Lang Syne sometimes, you well, know? Was there Christmas at home with your 70-year-old dad, or did that not happen? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, my parents didn't get along. I don't think they got along or what, but my dad kind of lived on the sofa. Uh, so he was always out there. Like, so on Christmas, if we snuck out to see the gifts, you know, early, my dad would be out there resting, you Was know? he just drinking and fall asleep on the couch? Or? He would drink sometimes a couple of beers, you know? Not big. I don't think it was big, but I don't remember, though. That's the worst. Part. And so, how much? How young is your youngest sister? How much? How many more years did he go beyond? Four 70? years younger than me. So seventy four, he was rolling. Yeah, and, I have and then how sister. long did he live till? Is he still alive? He lived till eighty six. No, he'd be one hundred and six. He'd be one hundred and seven. So he made it to your high school graduation, or almost. Almost. Oof. Was that hard? Mm, you know, the weird thing is that there were points where I started to reject him a little bit as I got older because I was, like, embarrassed, I guess. Because he's too old. Because he was so old, yeah. I mean, I remember one of the last times I saw him, I introduced him as my grandfather to someone, but I did it, like, with a sleight of tongue yeah. so that he wouldn't hear, you know, but that my friends would be able to hear, so it would just make sense to them, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I have some, you know, um, I, I feel bad about that sometimes, you know, just personally, but... um. I don't know. It was just weird, man. It was really weird. Like, I remember one of my first memories was, like, walking to church with my father. And, like, I remember having to, like, watch where he walked so that he would be okay. He wouldn't fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because, like, I was the kid, you know? So normally that would be probably, like, a opposite. So you're 10 it's, and he's 80. It's what I've always said. Yeah, I was, said. like, 6 and he was, I've, like, 86. I've said forever. 76. I've said forever that it's, it's just Thank so you, unfair to kids when men have have uh, kids that age. Come on, Drew. What? Yeah. I have a newborn. I'm 56. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're not 70. Wow, dude. No, I'm not yeah. 70. All right, let's take a little break. Be right back. Now, one of the most amazing parts of working in treatment is seeing a number of former patients successfully move on and choose to become mental health professionals themselves. Yes, I've seen it. And the field of psychology is vast. The need for competent practitioners has not been greater and never been greater. If you're considering this 
rewarding career, I suggest you look at the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant University. I've been familiar with Alliant for some time now. I've spoken at their events. It was founded in 1969, boasts an alumni network of nearly 50,000 people worldwide. Alliant has fostered many of today's mental health pioneers, authors, and advocates. CSPP at Alliant University hosts both on-ground and online programs in business psychology, marriage and family therapy, clinical counseling. They also offer an APA-accredited doctoral program in clinical psychology that allows for specialization in child psychology, clinical forensic psychology, and integrated psychology. Faculty is industry leaders. Former faculty includes names like Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Viktor Frankl. Come on now. Those are names everyone's heard, some of the fathers of modern psychology. For more information on the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant, check the Alliant banner on my site or visit Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T, dot E-D-U. That is Alliant, dot E-D-U. So, Drew, so, and, so, Drew, here we're back. Drew and a teen mom back. got into an well, Thanks to you. Thanks to you. I didn't do anything. Well, you asked the questions. Yeah, I look, man. What'd you ask? I think we just asked, did you really want to choke Farah out? No. You, no. Is that what we asked? You, you go, you go this, this was on allegedly. Yes. Right? And yes. you go, who do you hate? Right. And I go, I don't hate anybody. And he go, who drives you crazy? Right. And I, and I go, well, Farah kind of drives me crazy. And, and I went on to explain that it was because some of her choices really didn't serve her well. Of and course it was not. very frustrating. And, Agreed. And uh, I but wish her nothing has, for the best. But and, she and, has a mother that lives with her. I'm, I'm, you know, you since my mom? gal just had a baby, teen mom is on 24 <laughs> oh, hours a day. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you were going down a rabbit hole, brother. <laughs> Dude, it's on all the time. The other day, I was leaving the room and I just turned it, she was on the phone, I just turned it on teen mom too because I knew... I just I, want I to be a nice, Bob, good partner. Like I Bob, know what you want to watch. I, I speaking of Christmas, <laughs> good I, partner. I have a Christmas present for your wife. What is that? Yeah, and you're gonna be the best. You're gonna be. The, you're gonna be a new a idol. It's a vasectomy. No, hopefully for Bob. We have a reunion coming up in a few weeks. Oh, I'll we can go take <laughs> 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 reunion. Look how look at him. <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna give that as a present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and this happens. This Unreal. happens all over the place. But I don't think yeah, for I Mother's know Day. Drew. Give it to her for Mother's I, Day. Okay, perfect. perfect. Yeah. I know Drew doesn't dislike the women. He does not like the boys, and he won't admit it. Oh, that's true. You really don't like some oh, of them. N- n- what the teen mom? No, no, no. I would yeah, say the teen mom. No, I would husband. say because they're boys. That's why. Hang on. I, I you, you're right that I have a bias. That's true. I, I, for There's whatever one reason. dad that's a real scumbag. The one that hasn't seen his kid in two years. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, bigger so guy. You watch Gary? Teen mom? No, no, it's not Gary. Gary is not a scumbag. It, 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 and Gary's Gary is actually doing really. See, everybody hard. watches yeah. Teen Mom. Okay, but uh, I used to it's, love it's, watching it's, Gary walking downstairs. They had a special video online of him walking <laughs> downstairs, and it was cool. I liked him. Gary Gary actually is a cool you, guy. He's yeah, actually, he seemed like a nice kid. His but, wife was nuts. The ex-wife. Yes, the yeah. ex-wife. Well, she actually... You know, she had addiction she went to prison. Yeah. She went to she prison. She went to prison. Yeah. Went hey, to listen, prison. I Good. admire what she <laughs> Look did. Look at three guys sitting around talking about Team Mom. Hold on, slow up. Slow your roll. Dude, lock these bitches up, <laughs> dude. That's what I'm saying. I admire what, what uh, Amber did. She went... She was getting strung out. She was starting to suck on fentanyl patches. Mm. And she went into the bathroom, sucked on three patches. And went to the judge. And went to the judge and said, I'm going to die if you don't put me in prison. Please put me in prison. Wow. And, and she did a, f- a five-year treatment program where she ended up becoming a peer counselor That's so I, you know i admire that in indiana had the indiana man the pence's territory they do great stuff with drugs so they have to in or they prison. won't have a population that's true, that's true. prison ohio too 
Yeah, it's really sad. So, but anyway, so let me let me just finish. What did I say? Oh yeah, so the, the boys, one, the one, some of them, you the really one, don't like. I no, I know you. I like know the is, look on your face. Yeah, but sometimes. like is not the right word. Like is not the right word because I I don't dislike any of them. It's I, I'm I've. I've run out of patience with a couple. Run of them. out of patience. I, I like for like, uh, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh shoot! Do you usually it, like people that just you run this. out of patience? Well, Farrah, Alexis, what are their names? Caitlin. No, no. The the uh, Gary's wife, Bentley, and- Bentley's mom. Macy. Drew, Macy. You're Macy. Only, Drew is the only guy in the room that doesn't watch the show. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watch it when I have to. I watch all of it in a run. But ben, uh, Bentley's dad. <laughs> Bentley's dad. Help me with Bentley. Oh my God! He doesn't. Even know oh, Travis or something. Anyway, he, yeah. he's something horrible. Anyway, he. I feel sorry for him. That kid is. Something's not right. The little right. boy. The little no, boy. No, no, no. The dad. The daddy. The dad, who's also been a little bit of a, a deadbeat. He 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 is struggling, and I feel bad for him. And he had real potential, and I asked a lot of him, and I was harsh on him at the beginning. Didn't work, and and he, I, I Ryan, I'm worried about Ryan. Adam Chelsea's boyfriend mm-hmm. is the one I've been consistently harsh on because he is engaging in sociopathic behavior. Mm. No, but what's and the then, one? And then blaming everybody and everything the, and endangering people. And I, I don't have a lot of patience with people that endanger other people. Yeah, well, scary. what about the dad? There's the little boy that just hasn't even, or little girl, I think, who hasn't even asked about the dad anymore. And it was on the last episode or episode before last. <laughs> I don't know. It's, we didn't it's, see it. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know. Well, here's the thing, man. I wouldn't get a girl pregnant if she was a teenager, that's bro, because I'm an adult. You that's know? probably Chelsea. <laughs> I don't do all of that. You don't do that no more? No, nah, I don't make love to children, bro. Well, where'd you get interested in the, in the man school stuff? Mm, in, like, the man school stuff? Like, like what Is do you mean? Is that a part of man school? You don't well, have sex with children? Oh. No, you said you do stuff for the male on your on yeah, the, I just uh, this think last like weekend. Men are struggling, man. It's a tough time to be a man. I feel like it's like, I almost feel like they want to kill men off, and they just want hardy lesbians um, and that, are, that will wear suits that, are, like, used to smell like men. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that, that, that's a little extreme? <laughs> the view. I it's mean, a little I'm extreme, not. but go hang out in some of these neighborhoods. Go to a local cafe, dude. Not here in Pasadena. It's a little more realistic here. But but do you, does it make you you personally feel bad for men? You personally feel affected by this and feel sorry for men? I feel a little bit. Yes, I feel a little bit cornered as to how to be a man. Like, can you be a man? Like, I, it just and I don't know. And the tough part is, I can't figure out my feelings uh, super well yet. I'm still working Why? on Why? some of that, just because I never have. So now I'm and, working and through some of that. Are you in treatment? Yeah, in treatment. So I'm in recovery anyway, and yeah, so I'm you. learning some of those Congratulations. things. Congratulations! Like, I, I got to tell you, when I was in treatment, that was my that was my big task was to try to connect to and identify feelings more effectively and be with them. It yeah. was really hard if you're not used to it. It's crazy. It's yeah. almost like you're standing at a wall and you can see the wall. But you don't know, and you're just waiting for a word to come around that kind of moves a brick a little. Yes. You and I, I equated it with, I'd go, look, it's like asking a deer that just got burnt, born to just walk. Yeah. It's like, I, my legs, they're not, it's yeah. not, it doesn't happen. <laughs> just, yeah. Maybe it will, but it's just not happening. So yeah, it's do baffling. You feel, yeah. Do you feel that you have to defend men to women? Alexithymia. Alexithymia? Yeah. Oh, it's a, actually it's a black girl I used to know, actually, too. <laughs> Same name. Really? Yeah. True story. <laughs> Dude, get in here. Yeah. Dude, one of the best, because uh, I grew up in a black neighborhood, you know, yeah. one of the best black names I ever heard, this lady had named her son No Dante. She goes, because I knew he was going to be bad, so I put no at the front of his name. <laughs> <laughs> no Dante. No Dante. 
That's genius, bro. <laughs> we got to make her that president. Really, yeah. That is really yes. At least, a, but yeah. Do you feel defensive of men? Do you feel attacked, but representing men? I just feel nervous. I feel a little bit scared for him. Um, but do, do, when you get the hyper, because we've talked a lot in this show about the echo chambers that the liberals live in and the transgender bathroom crowd and all that, and the anger that they will display towards anyone that disagrees with them. Yes. Do you feel scared of that? Oh, I feel scared feel of that like 100%. You wanna, don't, sometimes, though, don't you want to just box with it? Oh, yeah, I want to, but I feel like I feel like as... They I mean, could destroy your... See, there's career, this fear. For sure. There's this fear in Congress right now that Trump can destroy your career with a wait, tweet. Wait, it's not... That's a lie, and neither can anybody who's going to come at me in that angry way. We as the Bob, people sane in the middle need to stand up to I, this I, craziness. I agree yeah. with that. However, when I was working for HLN, yeah. a tweet could have a profound effect on my employer. Profound. And every t- well, you just don't have an employer right now. If you have an employer, it's just the wrong words, and if they persist, you're in big shit trouble. Yeah. And they will not stop until so, you are fired. So Look are at Brian, we... Brian Williams. I know. It's From a, the Beach Boys? No, Brian. Brian oh, Williams, Brian Williams at the a, New Geraldo. He exaggerated that he was in Iraq at a certain time. Or Dude, something. Geraldo did too, and he was like in Cleveland. He was outside of Cleveland, yeah. like, and I, you know, and he had people <laughs> shooting guns behind him, and the camera turned. Remember? You're you kidding? See, no, there's some videos. Geraldo was insane, <laughs> opening up coffins that had nobody in him out in Milwaukee or whatever. <laughs> that guy's out of his fucking mind, bro. So, so but He's shouldn't the most we all stand up? Ever. Shouldn't we all stand up against the tyranny? We who's, have to, who's, who's supposed we? to stand up? All of the people in the middle, right? Republicans and Democrats, all the people in the middle need to stand up to these nutcases f- coming from the right and left. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say quite. We'll see what Facebook says to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I just curious. got kicked off of Facebook this week. Jesus, you did, dude. <laughs> you are bad luck. I'm moving a little closer to Drew. God, bro. Yeah. You can yeah. start to he's feel how he's going under. <laughs> I'm going under. <laughs> see, now you guys are on my side, but you're leaving me to drown. Yeah. Well, see, Bob, Bob has this. Welcome to LA, Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob but has that's this... true. That's true. People are on your side, and they're leaving you to drown. Bob here. has this antisocial. Uh, I just can't, that's thing. what I mean by the boxing. I know you can't. I got a box let, with it. Can't I can it... just talk about addiction all the time, be happy in little fairy tale pictures, and but I just got a box with the fucking demons that yeah. are fighting in this country to destroy us. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's it's all the narcissistic turn, right? All that is. Just my dad was what's called a blue collar Democrat. What was your dad? A Democrat? Mm, I don't know. I think he's a Whig party. I think. <laughs> What was it? I don't even know. Well, did he like Huey Long? Dude. <laughs> An old wig. You know what my dad was? Uh, he was good friends with Harry Connick's dad, though. I do remember no. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were oh, really close. Oh, that's some Harry drinking. Connick. That's drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some. Now I got. All you had to say was that I got a whole that picture. That was drinking. That's um, a snapshot. Yeah, he was just. I don't even know what he was. What did we do? These days, who would he have supported? Wasn't Harry Connick's. He was a mayor or governor or something, Harry Connick's dad? Yeah. Was he was a. Uh, I want to say he was a mayor. Mayor, yeah. Maybe yeah. mayor of New Orleans. Yeah, I think mayor of yeah. New Orleans because they used to trot out the sun to play the piano and stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at what a neat life that guy's had. Though, huh? Yeah. Well, some of it didn't go so well. What yeah. happened? Oh, 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 yeah. What happened? Oh, Harry, Harry Connick Jr. had some. He knows how to party. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. That. Oh, I yeah. I never knew that. Little and Harry he's Carey, untouchable. Huh? He's Is a, he he's okay? a weird. You know what? He's in a strange category because he he 
is like a George Clooney type. I think of like there's celebrities that are untouchable. Mm-hmm. No matter what they fucking do, they're just everyone's gonna like them. Right. Anyways, what, what, you know what I mean? Was he okay? He's just drunk and he was a partying kid and got in a lot of trouble oh, and so he got a, out of trouble all the time because his dad was the mayor. His dad was well, the, that's Louisiana yeah. right there. That's old white money right there. One thing I don't like is that like poor white people get classed in with like this white power thing, well, like that's this white. Tr- we, we saw a guy talk about and that. It's not the I, same. I, I, we saw a comedian do that. Who was the comedian? Who remember did it last night? He he did a whole thing on white. Oh, Bill, Bill Burr. Yeah, I think it was. He did a whole thing on white privilege, and he went, "No, yeah, <laughs> maybe those aren't the guys you, you you're thinking of. Those guys." There's a ton of other white guys that ain't so privileged. Yeah, I had no. I felt like I had no privilege. I felt even embarrassed to be white and have nothing, you know, and to not have like a family. Even you're like, well, this is like you felt like you had nothing, you know. And then your only friends are really other poor people, so it didn't matter if they were black or white. You know, we didn't have anybody else. They well, rumored to have been, an Asian nearby, but he never showed up. <laughs> hey, but you're onto something. Maybe there's a way for people that identify with class to kind of come together. That's a, that's a way of unifying people, right? I wish, I really need, think that needs to be the thing. I just that's think... How different, that's how all other societies do it, except for America. Yeah, we messed I, up somehow, or we're being tricked. Somebody's being tricked. I don't know who it is sometimes. What do you mean? Sometimes I think that the poor people are being just... They keep giving into this racial stuff, and it's not about that. I feel like it's eventually it's about thing. class, yeah. That's what I've felt for a long time. Uh, I don't know what to do about it, I, I, but it's it, interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. I mean, it actually makes me feel a little bit better to know that other people have some of these feelings. Like I just yeah, feel like no, I'm stuck I've had in my feelings and afraid to say them because I'll never work. Well, I'm never. afraid to say them is the most bizarre thing of the moment. Which is, the, we live in America and we are afraid to talk. That Here's, is crazy. Here, I'll give you this. Do you know what this? What's one of the schools here is a guy's like a Cal State or something is suing the school because they gave him a, a sort of a safe zone to speak wow. on the entire campus. The safe zone is the size of that <laughs> stair right there. Yeah. It's like, what? I thought we need a safe zone to, to speak our mind in America? I know. Think about that. Well, but it's here's, crazy. Here's That's a, bizarre. It's like, do like, you tell me that my story, my life didn't exist or that the lives of millions of mi- like this real, this reality? That's where I feel like there's a big disconnect. And that's why I feel like there was a lot of people that were shocked by like the Trump voters. Just a lot of people that feel totally, they want to cannibalize the system. I'd have yeah. voted for an orange, I'd have voted for a cranberry muffin. A- if that angry was an orange. Option. Yeah, for an angry <laughs> yeah. orange. And got, you know, you got one. Yeah. yeah. But, but people I just, just feel I, unrepresented. But what, what both parties have done an excellent job at is dividing. And whenever I hear them talking about serving their base, when, when, when Democrats are talking about serving their base, they're talking about poor people. Yeah. When... Republicans about ter- serving their base. They're talking about poor people. They're talking about people that make $35,000 a year or less. But, but it seems and like... That, it's so condescending to say our base, our stupid base. They might as well put the word stupid, stupid. in front well, of well, it hang on. Let, because let that's me, what they mean. Let me ask Theo. It's serving see, their base. Did you feel like one part or another had something to offer you? Because it feels to me, and I don't, I don't have a strong opinion about this, but that the left wants to keep people poor but will take care of you, and the right wants to, people to be free to find their way out if they right. possibly can, but a little bit brutal. You know right. what I mean? Like, fight it out and get out of there. But some are not going to make it. Is, is that how you saw it when you were there? Yeah, that's how I saw it. I felt like, you know, that the left is tricking poor people. To stay that way. To stay that way. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's it was what, That's weird. what Corolla says, too. Yeah. Corolla says the same thing. Well, but the fact is that the economic system is that. No, there, people versus, are going to be poor. Yeah, yeah. That's all but, there is to it. The, you can't. Capitalism has a huge base of fucking poor. But Bob, right. the question that's is, it. Bob, you, <laughs> listen to a, listen to a poor guy. <laughs> Will you press the thing on Bob's neck? 
Do you have that for Bob? I'm sorry. Jesus, Bob. That's true. You so got to grow it's up, It's called man. capitalism. Bro, you got to grow up. You're running out of time. <laughs> so, Theo, as, as someone there, what would you have preferred? What would your preferred sort of governmental sort of system be? Would it be something that really gives you lots of services or something that gives you lots of sort of potential opportunity, even though you might not find your way out? You know, it's interesting, man. Um, I mean, a couple of things, just having even been around you has been interesting to hear. I remember you said that um, – well, for here, first I'll answer your question. So, the I don't know what I said. I know. I will. I'll get <laughs> okay, to it. I know you do. Oh, our egos. Are just, <laughs> no, no, it no, I know me. it's not you, but it's greedy. No, no you're, it was great. <laughs> it was something. It was really cool. Um, so I grew up like they had a lot of like they had a lot of black people in our neighborhood that collected welfare, yep. right? And they had some white people too. But then they also had like people that would keep their a kid at their house. They would keep them from going to school to be retarded, so they could Whoa. get money. Wow. And it was called the dummy check. You know, and so you got a lot of families, and it was more predominant in my area amongst black households. Huh. I'm not saying that white people didn't do it, not, and those were the only two class, cultures we had around us. Huh. So, but they'd have kids. I knew I had friends that had brothers that were maybe on paper retarded, but Oof. they weren't really. They had just never been to school because the family gets seventeen hundred dollars a month or whatever if you got a kid in the house that's retarded or dummy check. So you have, you know you have every other family not every other but you had a lot of families getting these with this kid with the dummy check mm-hmm. so then that kind of stuff and so my mother had to work right I mean my father wasn't around so we had four kids I didn't get to have my mother because she worked she chose to work so then I have so I guess I, I hold a lot of anger I guess just against the dichotomy like part of it is anger that I didn't get to have a connection with my mom because she worked to provide for us when she could have just collected welfare and probably would have been the same amount of provisions. But then you might have had to be a dummy. But then I might have had to be a dummy. Yeah. You know, but then I might not have had any I might not have had any desire to get out of the environment because I wouldn't have seen a positive influence. Yeah. So I want I definitely I feel like as a human being so then it's hard for people say it's like it's hard for like you to sit in my household and want those people to have Free healthcare, yeah. you know, people that are collecting off the government, and not, and it wasn't just black people, it was black people, white people, but just dumb people, people that chose to stay dumb, you know, because you can be ignorant, and that's unfortunate, but once you're ignorant, and once you know, and then you choose to still stay ignorant, then you're being stupid or you're being dumb. So we had a lot of those people, and it's tough to be like, well, they deserve when they're not doing anything to contribute to society. So I wish that the government would help. I want the government to help out, but I also, how do we inspire, how do we get ourselves out of the doldrums yeah. of some of these, the most ignorant? Well, part of it is lately, I was just thinking as you were talking, that a lot of the last 20 years about anybody that has something is to be envied and destroyed rather than admired and try to emulate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's well, part but, of the Hollywood but, cycle but, too. But underlying the current, underlying that, and I think a lot of the Trump vote is that also has yeah. that component to yeah. it is it's just totally t- slanted and tilted cheat to cheat to cheat. Yes. Wall the- Street cheats, Drew. Banks cheat. Exactly. The how? system is mean? geared to them. So it's not geared to the working class of America. What do you mean they cheat? What does that mean? Everything is slanted towards what does Wall that Street. Mean? Meaning, what does it yes, mean, Wall Street is a Ponzi scheme. It's gambling. What? Right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Wait a minute. So if I raise capital to build a company to create jobs, to create a product that enhances where life... Where are the that's... jobs and where are the, where's, where are the companies? Because it's been going on for four presidencies, 16 years of growth, 
where are the jobs? Where are the jobs other than the service industry, seven or eight or nine dollar an hour job? It's a lie that Wall Street creates jobs. Okay. It's a lie. Well, who creates jobs? People who start small businesses. Okay. Well, that's where does the capital come from to start those businesses? It comes from a lot. At this point, you can't get a bank loan. You can't. So where Italian. does the capital You borrow from it from Italians. family. You borrow it from friends. Are you fucking, you're losing your mind. I'm, I have a small business. I understand, but you, the business is. You borrow $300,000 and you start a business and you owe the money you're back. You're going to have to go to a bank or back. Wall Street to raise capital eventually. That's where the, that's where the capital is. That invest in business. You're running it out just of options, is, Bob. Uh-huh. It is. No, it's not true. That's not where people go to get money. They go to equity funds. They go to personal loans. Where do the equity funds they come don't from? Be from the cheated game. Mm. That's the truth of it. That's how most people in America think. They think that the rich have rigged the game. Is that not true? I mean, I heard it can be. Uh, I mean, yes, for sure. I mean, once you're rich, it seems like easier to stay rich unless you're. Well, like, it's the same thing with poor. Once you're poor, it's it's easy, harder. Easy. It's harder not to be poor. Right. It's very hard to get if, out. If everything every, is because every time a parking ticket or a fine set or you, back. you, you set but you, if, one mistake. Can I yeah. say if basing an economy on wall on Wall Street's growth on the stock market's growth is good for the economy? How come our economy has become a service industry economy over a producing economy? Because of robots. When we just look at Wall Street, it's the same Let's, as looking this at is movies. This show. We'll, we'll yeah, talk it's, about it. We'll talk about it's really. But what are the? Where you is want, the anger I'll, coming from? If you want, Bob, we'll bring somebody in here that can address all that. We can t- can tell you how it works and why. Why? Yeah, we dude, I don't know. I'm trying to not to masturbate right now. <laughs> um, that's like you, my big thing. Are you a sex addict? I don't think I'm a sex addict, but I just got into masturbation real early. You know, and so <laughs> well, it also it's it's, it's I don't want to do it anymore. It's covering his affect. Yes. So he has to get in touch with his feelings. You got to see what comes. Oh, it's impossible. What, what, see what, what comes. What did I say that you were going to quote him? Well, that's one thing. You, I mean, you said that like you told me that if I quitted masturbation and watching pornography, that a lot of things would change that I that I didn't even re- kind of realize. Yeah. yeah. And so I had done it for like maybe almost two months, and I started to really feel that way. You know, and so that was pretty cool. Another thing you said was that just like. Like, you, like men are killing themselves at all. Like suicide rate was at an all-time yeah, high. Yeah, white man. White for man. Certain age white group. Man. Yeah. And so that just got me thinking like, well, why are men killing themselves? Like what's going on? You know? They, they feel hopeless. Yeah. They, and they, and and why do they feel hopeless? There, there's no jobs. There's no one in their corner. No one advocating for them. Yeah. You know? That's and, what I feel too. And it's sad, man. Yeah. And so so if you're a white male, you're, you're sort of, and if you are haven't succeeded the way you want it to you're sort of cast off yeah and even if you have it's like the only group that like mainstream media can make fun of anymore i feel like is white males um they've kind of cornered themselves in a lot of ways you know Mm -hmm. it's like you can't make fun of anybody else that's wrong but you can make fun of the you can make fun of ignorant white males and white males in general i feel they are pretty fun to make fun of oh i agree But as long as we make fun of everybody, then it's okay. Well, well, go to Louis C.K.'s show. You can make fun of everybody. Yeah, it's interesting, too, how Louis C.K. can, but a younger person tries it or does something, and they're not grandfathered in yet, or they're not making enough money yeah, for the Yeah, why does Louis get away with it like nobody else on well, planet? Hold on, he, hold on. He gets away with things that no one else in America could say. I will address that after the break. And, of course, we want to thank our friends at Hydrolite. I love this product. It's an effervescent tablet and some powders. It goes into your water bottle. It's rapid, effective recovery from dehydration. Of course, that requires a proper balance of sodium, glucose, water. It's crucial if you're sick, been vomiting, or even experiencing heavy perspiration from heavy exercise. 
Water alone does not do it. Sports drinks are far less effective than this well-balanced rehydration solution. Simply, Hydrolyte's formulation is based on established, proven science. It's the best rehydration product I have seen. And it comes in great flavors like orange, berry, lemonade. It's available as a pre-mixed drink, a powder. My personal preference is the effervescent tablets you can simply drop into a glass or a bottle of water. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolyte and 75% less sugar. They're appropriate for all ages. Each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. You can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or online at Amazon.com. And for more information, visit Hydrolyte.com. That is Hydrolyte, H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E, Hydrolyte.com. <laughs> We're back. So what about Louis C.K.? How does he pull it off? I don't know. I watched him three weeks ago. It was jaw-dropping, shocking. If any other American said what he said, they'd be brutally crucified. And one thing he does, yeah. he goes, well, maybe that whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the new stuff is even That's more I crazy. I heard, yeah. Like, like a leaner, shorter-haired Trump kind of. <laughs> so why? Is he a, is he a, le- a lefty Trump? Oh, I is don't know Is that what he, he appeals is. to? But I remember Trump, people that were supportive of him in L.A. were like meeting in basements to even whisper about it during the election, you know? Yeah, yeah it's like the French the French underground. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It still well, why, is that way. Those people you, can't talk about it. You which said is something weird. about a young really person is. talking like Louis, you couldn't get away with it. Can you not get away with it? I don't think you can get away with it. I think once you're, well, it's weird. Once you're kind of in the industry and you're making enough money for people, then it seems like the bloggers don't attack those people. Or it's like there's just kind of this insider trading trading that goes on. But I think that's with any business, you know? Um you know, I think it's once you, you know, once you're a big enough cog in the wheel, you can kind of do what you want. But I do feel like guys like I, I think he's got a bigger target. I think for, for some reason he's been he's been sort of somehow he gets away with in. it. A yeah. woman, a woman was. I don't think she was offended, but she got up and left right in front row. And he goes, yeah, get the fuck out of here then if you don't like what I'm yeah. yeah. And like anyone else saying that to a woman getting up and leaving, an Asian woman, I yeah. just say it, it would be. Crucified the next day. Yeah. You know, everybody just laughed and there was nothing on social media about it. It well, was weird. I think, so that that gives me hope. That's the idea. Well, That's why I'm looking for hope. Uh, there is hope in the Louis C.K. I can't well, wait I, to it, see Chris's new show, yeah. Chris Rock, what he does, because he has a voice that he can say things for the black community that no one else can. I, I saw a piece of it. Yeah. I saw him testing it. You did? Yeah. Where did you see him? At, at, in the back room, you know, the little room at the uh, improv in Hollywood. Was it political? Oh, yeah. Was it? Well, here's what he said. <laughs> he, 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 he said something about Trump that I thought was, it was, it was not negative. He goes, he goes, you are over, he goes, you cannot overcharge the criminal. He goes, you are, the world has overcharged him. He goes, he didn't say he wanted to, Hit somebody in the whatever he said to touch somebody in the pussy. He said, he said, I'm just by being on television, they'll even let me do something crazy like that. Yeah. That's yeah. how crazy yeah. it is just being on TV. And he went on a whole thing about oh, how that's people, true. How he people, is that, that's what he's commenting. Yeah, about. yeah. It's like it's like he didn't say go do that. He didn't say anything negative. He goes, what's up with women that they would allow me to do something? Let me think of the craziest thing yeah. that. Yeah. And, and and still, because I'm on TV, they'll let me do it. That's and then Billy. It really is what he said, kind of. Huh? He's like, "Cause they'll let you." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Cause they'll let you. You're a celebrity." Yeah. yeah. And Billy Bush goes, "Oh yeah, I know they'll let you." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, Billy Bush Billy is Bush not important anymore. Uh, well, again, and the other guy is president of the United <laughs> States. But what about Hollywood's role in that, dude? I blame some of Hollywood because Hollywood like shoved shitty reality television right and look i've been a part of it you know i'm not saying that i haven't been associated with it um, well we we don't know what you're talking about right and i'm not saying that there's not positives to it right i'm trying to boost i'm trying to 
trying, I'm trying to, to let Drew off the to hook. Shit talk about reality <laughs> television to... without without being negative about us. But they, <laughs> I mean, they pumped this into America for 30 years. It made do billions, you know why? Do you know why? But made billions of dollars and then are dumbfounded when America responds to it. Responds yeah, to yeah. it. Like, what well, do you, do you know why? Do you and know why is there no liability from from the Hollywood producers who produce this junk for 30 years? Where to come from? You know from? why? Why the writers' strike. That's where it started in the 1980s. Writers' strike. Yeah. It was Cops was the first reality oh, television cops, show, dude. and then it exploded on the scene. And what was the great thing about cops? There's no writers. There's no script. But, there's no nothing. You have to pay nothing. You own that fucking show. That boss. What right? you want? <laughs> but my family used to watch it. None of your family was ever on it, were they? No, not on it, dude. We used to watch it. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, that's one of my favorites. What else? <laughs> but dude? there was no, and the profit was so big from cops that everybody started saying, how do we do that? How do we cut writers out? How do we cut actors out? How do we make that kind of net profit on a show? Yeah. And that's what drove reality television. But, but, but there was a, I, I was, you know, even Loveline, stuff like that, was, a, was a, there was a lot of conversation back then about how do we make something real? How do we do real, real? The word real was flying around a lot in the early 90s, even though reality didn't really wasn't even on our tongue yet. And so there was sort of a push towards... And you got to think, why do people watch dramas at all? Why do humans watch dramas? Humans watch dramas because it's crazy people acting crazy. That's yeah. what drama is. Any drama, whether it's Shakespeare or uh, you name it, it's crazy people acting out their craziness in relationships. Okay. Where can you watch that most really, most vividly, now that we have all this technology? you got to remember, the other thing was technology was shifting too. It required a movie studio to require record something. Now the movie studio is in my pocket, mm-hmm. and so and now the further evolution is now to social media and Facebook and all that stuff, and so it's continuing to evolve. I I, I read an article in New York Times this morning that the millennials are pushing back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The the ones just behind the millennials are wanting to be more traditional in their attitudes, and maleness is being sort of re-explored. You know, Thank God. yeah. So you maybe want to talk to like the. Sixteen-year-olds, eight-year-olds, gets no eight-year-olds. Come but here, guys. Do you get do you get teenagers in your in your in my, in my podcast? Yeah, no, I have like my my age group is ninety-six percent twenty-eight to thirty-four-year-old males. Those are the ones that die the most from drug overdoses. You could have a public service announcement every podcast and say, "Don't die." Yeah, yeah. Number one rule: don't die. That's my number one rule. Well, I just have a lot of people addicted. Well, yeah, well, you're. <laughs> You're, uh, you seem like you're pushing boundaries, dude. You might be stepping outside of your safe circle. Come on now. Yeah. No, well, who knows? I'm but, being hard on you. I'm sorry, Bob. But no, but uh, with fentanyl that, that's around, kids are dying like crazy. Yeah. And they need to be reminded because you need to remind Elvis and every kid of go, over go look and over at the, Go look at the NIDA research and prepare. We're going to give a lecture to Chris Christie in a few weeks. Oh, really? Yes. And hopefully go to the White House. I've deleted my entire Facebook <laughs> post. <bet> you have. <laughs> I'm sanitizing it up. You got a shot to go to the White House? That's awesome. On his coattails. Hey, that's okay, man. (laughs) That's all right. And I was reviewing some stuff, and even that stuff, even the fentanyl stuff, you see benzos in there. Mm. Yeah. they. Uh, so people take benzos back home where you're from? Oh, I lost one of my best friends. I used to work on a farm for a couple of years, and I lost one of my best friends. Um, 
took a bunch of those and choked to death on a chicken bone. He had a chicken bone stuck in his throat. He was eating chicken. It's it's hard to die on on benzodiazepines, but you can aspirate. That's the way to do it. Yeah, he managed because to figure it out. You're He's just a real, too relaxed it, yeah. to even get anxious. Yeah, I think he was trying to try <laughs> well, to swallow no, you some chicken. No, you try to swallow. You're like, Ugh, and you can't yeah. quite do it. He probably <laughs> has some chicken in his mouth. And it's Drew just, just Drew so just reenacted yeah. a drug overdose. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That was a good one. Oh, oh yeah, man. He does some great. <laughs> he does some great death reactions. <laughs> but is that probably what happened to Cass Elliot? Hundred percent. Is that the lady that ate that sandwich? Yeah. That, that th- there was a sandwich at her bedside when she died of a drug overdose, and so it became by Yamaguchi again. Well, maybe she had, maybe she choked on her sandwich. That was his thing. God, you hate well, you Yamaguchi, really huh? Like Wasn't that his name? Was that his name? Yeah, Naguchi. 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 Yeah. Yeah, he was corner for everybody, right? But, but yes, but so clueless about drug addiction, it's unbelievable. Clueless corner, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> clueless corner. That, that could be a like reality a new, show. That you know like what? A new idea That's show. probably why I took off so much of that George Michael thing when they were going. This is just natural causes: a cardiomyopathy, so cardiac death, and fatty liver. Natural causes. <laughs> well, I had to get straightened out about that. It turns out, the in in the pathology world, you either have accident, drug, or natural. Even when it's a disease, mm. it's still called a natural. Because I, I was like, natural causes. He died of a, things he should never have had. What he the got disease played out to, to its natural course, which is death. Right. It did. No, no. It was not Im- under the immediate influence. It's a bizarre legal category. Some there wasn't immediately related to drugs and alcohol. It wasn't immediately related to an accident. That's it. Those are the three categories. Right. It could have been long term. Well, the newest thing, though, and and I posted this. The mothers in Orange County are now starting because you can't say someone died of drugs mm-hmm. in an obituary. It's not a technical to- cause of death, right, Drew? D- heroin addiction is not a cause of death. Not addiction. You have yeah. to take drug overdose. So mothers are now insisting that the Orange County Register post the obituary as my daughter died of heroin addiction. And wow. the first one was up, and that's the one I posted. More mothers are doing it because they want to bring awareness because the media won't cover cover it. If if her daughter, this, I, I kind of twittered back and forth, not twittered, but in some messages. If her daughter died of E. coli bacteria from a, a, a jack-in-the-box taco, mm-hmm. you would have heard about it. Right, but her daughter right. didn't die of a jack-in-the-box taco, died of benzodiazepine and heroin. Right. And <laughs> we're picture. just talking about death. That's Sorry. all. <laughs> well, look, but, I just... But you know what I'm saying? And in Louisiana, it must be huge. You must have a lot of friends that passed away, not just the one friend. Well, I think it's gotten worse against the younger generation. But I wonder, like... Do you think you'd be, you two gentlemen, do you think you guys would be able to be the same men if you grew up in today's generation, like in no. now? No. 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 Like no. what would be different about that's, you? I've tried to, th- I've thought about that. As I know well. it's a big question, well, but. You, but I thought about it because I've thought about my own kids. You know, what are the, what are the influence they had or differently? And, and I thought about it this morning, stranger, and I read that New York Times article. I, I don't have a good answer for you. I've got a little bit because, of one. Because the we social were, component well, of society. Hang on. We were under a weird influence. Uh, the parenting and the personality styles of the parents in the 50s and 60s, very strange. I, I don't think – I don't think – I don't know. I don't. I look at history and I try to yeah. figure out where have we seen that before. I, I can't find it because the parenting is huge. That thing is a yeah. It's not just the kids are growing up. It's like there's that parenting. There was a weird. They, they were strangely. I don't know how to describe it. It was a, it was a kind of a narcissism, but it was a narcissism that had some tenderness attached to it. Right. And you know what it was. You know what it was. They, they, it was a kind of narcissism that idealizes and de-idealizes. So their kids were all idealized. Their family was idealized, but the reality was sort of. 
not so good. Mm. So, so they were living sort of a false front. Mm. And and there was a lot of, remember a lot of talk in your adolescent years about phoniness? Yeah. Remember that used to oh. bother us? And I think that's why. Phony, oh. phony was the thing. So we wanted to be more real. Real. Now I think we may have gone a little too far, a little too far with our rawness, right? Yeah. And so our kids are going to react to that, or even the real or the realness isn't. It's so, it's also become so. There's been enough realness now where they've been able to like kind of uh, matriculate or figure out what works best to sell the realness. Oh yeah. So now they've like um, pr- the realness is so produced that I almost feel like we it's got to get really real again. Well, that may be, or or just head on over into scripted. Oh, dude, it could be over soon, bro. This could be the end. No. <laughs> what was your answer, Bob? I didn't mean to step I just, on you. I just wanted to get no, it just so, I knew, so I could hear because I'm really so, curious. That The parenting is a part of what I call the social component. Yeah. And the social component in our society is very, very ill right now. It's very sick. And so this parenting idea. So I, I, have, I have a wild kid. Elvis, his name is. He's six. He is just go, boy? go, goes. Yeah. yeah he's, and he go, go, goes. And I let him go, go, go. And I can't <laughs> tell you how many times, because my parents let me go, go, go. He doesn't like and, it anymore, Bobby. You remind him of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. He, so many times, he always knows where we are. He always comes yeah, back. He comes back. He, right? Dude, he's not but, a wammer. But how many times a concerned mother and or sometimes guy walking around some supermarket is like, is you know, and Elvis knows that they're kind of nervous for him, so he kind of fucks with them. That's, like, wow. are, are, do you know where your parents are? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they come and they're so angry. And I go, dude, where, what are you doing? And he's like, that's my dad. And, oh my and, and god! The parents are so outraged. We had that that I've let my child around in Target. It we sounds saw- like a deleted scene from <laughs> I Am Sam. Remember that movie? Yes. And I don't even know who's playing what character. That's the crazy part. I'm Sean Penn always. Okay, okay, beautiful. <laughs> but we had that too. We let we were. I was big on getting our kids swimming, and so I let them kind of go, struggle go, in yeah, there. Go. And people would yank them out and go, "Do you know you can?" It's like, no, I, I got him. A lifeguard. Dude, I got him. My mom was so busy smoking a cigarette with the plastic filter, yeah. drinking a, 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 a vodka and orange bro. juice in an eye magnum gown, <laughs> so she could care less if we were drowning. But but or isn't lost. that? But yeah. let, let me wrap it up. Up with that though, but that to me, what he's describing is exactly what I was talking about. She had a certain kind of gown, right? Cigarette thing. <laughs> it's all about me behaving and living a but certain image. But she loved me. She I loved you. did. She but did. this phone is falseness. It had a had a weird quality to it that I I, I she had about her consumerism own. and the movies and they all wanted to be like oh the movie movies stars. were big yeah it, it, it had movies. a deep influence. Different than what we're seeing now, right? Different. They, were, you got the it's feeling my mom man. was yeah. enacting a movie scene yeah. by the yeah. pool. Yeah, yeah, you really did. Phony. How are you? Oh my God, come over here. Yeah, did come over here, my- Bob. Just drown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my child, she'll be. He'll be all right. Yeah. If you can't. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. How are you now? Are you good? I'm good, man. Everything's good. You, you know, I, I stay focused. Yeah, I stay pretty happy. I'm at a tough. Mo- you know, I'm kind of like trying to decide. You know, I'm just trying to grow up. You know, so it's really tough sometimes because you know there's you're daily faced with opportunities where you can be like a man and move forward, and the, and then in L.A. especially where you can still be a child, you can just be a child here forever. You forever. Know? So you know, yeah, I'm trying to grow up, man, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm doing my step work. Good. You know, I'm in I'm in I'm in that program, and and I am uh, I'm excited about it. It's good. It yeah. it, it has awesome. uh, it bears fruit, man. 
Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And that's the coolest thing, you know, and I want other people that are struggling to just realize that they don't have to struggle, you know, and that's one of the things that you kind of inspire me, you know, like, it's just, you just have a good way of just letting people feel like, I know you like to help people, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I just think, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to help people. File something, you, oh, you will, that'll be part of your recovery. Yeah. But file something away too. We, we've talked a lot about something we kind of call full recovery. Mm -hmm. There's, There's the... There's the first part of the recovery, and then there's the later explorations. There's other stuff that needs a little professional, you know, sort of help if you're really into this. And I can talk to you about it later. Yeah. Like no, I am so, into it, man. I'm curious. Yeah. I, I'll love to come back sometime. Right. And we'll discuss it more. It's and you, fun. dude, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> pray for Put me. Put you on my prayer list. Pray. No, it's a short list, dude. And I'm not going to put anybody on there. Yeah. And um, but I, it's a pleasure, dude. Excited, excited. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy one of your vinyls, man. All right. Oh, yeah. What any last bit of stuff you want to pro- promote or anything? Um, we just have the you know it's uh it's called This Past Weekend. You can check it out. Um, I just had an album that was uh, number one on iTunes comedy charts called Thirty Pound Bag of Hamster Bones because <laughs> they busted a man in my in my town with uh with thirty pounds of hamster bones did, on him. Did I see a Did I see a what Netflix special with you on it too? And they got him. Yeah, yeah. and I got a Netflix yeah. special out there, and it's just called No Offense. What um, was he doing with them? What was he doing with them, Bob? Sticking them up himself? No, dude. Oh, He's probably making jewelry, I yeah. bet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, wow. dude. Well, the Richard Gere thing, I'm sorry. No, no hamster bones only, brother. <laughs> The, uh, what do you think? He's probably making jewelry. What do you do with quartz? I, I don't know. Get I'm just too no influenced. Offense. No just... offense. My, my daughter always opens up a statement with no offense when I know something deeply offensive <laughs> is going to fall. Yeah. So I assume. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a satire, though. Respect the fact that it's a satire. Got you it. Know? Got it. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. Uh, Theo Vaughn, uh, check, you have a website? Yeah, just TheoVaughnVON.com. And, uh, and yeah, man, I'm just happy to be here. Can Great. I hand over the woman that's shutting me down on Facebook? Can you please, whoever hates me on Facebook, just follow me? <laughs> I was going to send him your way. We're going to wrap this thing up. We'll see you guys. We'll see you next time. Good luck, Bob. Right, Good luck, Bob.
Oh, this time again. Death comes around so soon. 